I think from yesterday. Yeah, uh, for the frontline workers and stuff. Uh, I, I heard the U.S. nurse was the first one to get the vaccine, but it's pretty cool to see how the vaccine was developed and now it's being, um, you know, moved out to all the people in the U.S. And uh, I heard that even India is yeah. getting the vaccine pretty soon. So yeah. it's a great accomplishment by itself, isn't it? I think I, we have uh, we should be happy about two things. Um, I mean. Uh, uh, definitely also sad we have been sad for so much time in 2020 but the one thing that we have to be happy about is uh, the reinvention of the entire fda approval process or the medical approval process so i think pandemic has forced everyone especially the medical organizations uh, to reinvent the entire process of you know uh, pushing out a legitimate vaccine so previously it used to take nine years from nine years to nine months that is like like, like fundamentally reinvention of the process, uh, which is so good to look at. I think we'll be more prepared to counter and uh, protect ourselves from the future pandemics. Uh, but yeah, that is the way it is being. <laughs> that is one good news, but uh, definitely a lot of sad news also. <laughs> I see. And I'm really curious to see how the COVID kind of impacted a lot of business models. I'm not sure if this is going to be a temporary fit shift and how businesses are running or it's just going to be you know one of those long-term things that are going to be incorporated within each mechanic of the business and that kind of leads off to the first question of the podcast are you ready to dive right in but before that um why don't we kind of give a quick introduction about ourselves to the listeners so they can get a rough idea about where you're from what you do as well as how you kind of dive into product what about that yeah sure uh firstly uh thanks so much for inviting me to the podcast I am Varun, uh, Varun Perla. I'm a graduate student at, this, at the University of Pennsylvania, majoring in electrical systems engineering. Uh, I did my undergrad in mechanical engineering from Bechpalani back in India. So uh, it's it's kind of been a crazy ride for me because I started off my product uh, management role right after my college, uh, fortunately. So I worked at Swiggy. Uh, for, I had a six-month uh, uh, internship uh, at Swiggy and then joined uh, IMI Mobile as an associate product manager. So IMI Mobile creates all these wonderful enterprise-grade products for facilitating communication with their customers. Uh, clients can communicate with their customers using every social channel out there, like Messenger, WhatsApp, the normal messages, and you can create automated journeys. Recently, IMI Mobile was acquired by Cisco Systems. Um, I think the deal was valued at like 750 million or something, but it was pretty exciting to work there because uh, that was the uh, that 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 is where I have uh, uh, actually enjoyed the true product management. Uh, so and then and then uh, I worked as an applied AI researcher at uh, India's top uh, machine learning lab at IIIT Hyderabad under the guidance of uh, Amazon Chair Professor C V Chavhar. Um, that was so completely turning into from product to completely diving into engineering uh, and not just engineering, but the future engineering, like but completely on AI and stuff. I worked in um, uh, building a data set and uh, CV algorithms and did some part-time teaching also, uh, teaching senior executives on the same ML concepts. And then I've come here to Penn, which is one of the beautiful universities, I think, out there in the world. And it's been a wonderful ride since then. Yeah, that is pretty much about me. And I'll, I'll be, I, I've got some offers, uh, but I'll be, 
I'll be joining the product world soon. I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. Awesome. That sounds, thank you for that great introduction, by the way. And it seems like you're a really well-accomplished man. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to connect with you one-on-one. -on -one. Um, you're from Bits Falani. I have a few friends there. They tell me how great the campus is and how the great the academics is, even though it's quite cutthroat. And then yeah. now you're, you moved on eventually directly into a product role, which is really difficult in India. I find yeah. that India, in India, when compared to the United States, breaking the product is about 10 times harder given the competition there, as well as the limited PM roles actually available. So yeah. feet by yourself, congratulations on that. And, um, and then you even moved into not just product, but you dive into research and uh, high-tech engineering with focus on machine learning and you collaborate with the top leading institute. And now um, you're at one of the Ivy League universities in the United States. So quite an accomplishment by itself there. So congratulations once again. And uh, would love to kind of hear how you're thinking about product in the future um, and how you're thinking about the business model that were kind of affected by um, COVID. And how do you think in the long run at least um, they're going to be affected once the COVID vaccine hits and people start to get back to their old routines. Do you think they'll change? Do you think they're going to be the same? Or if you want, you can talk about trends or anything you like. Um, feel free to kind of be creative as possible. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. Uh, Rakesh, before we dive in, just to, uh, can you introduce yourself? I just, just want to know. Because I think you you are pretty accomplished also, but, uh, and uh, would love to know more about you. I've read about you before joining the call, but did just want to hear about you in a sentence or two. Yeah, definitely. So to everyone who's listening and to you, Ron, so I'm Rakesh. I'm a new grad from the University of Michigan. I studied computer science with a focus on data science and business there. And for the past two or three years, I've been working with a few companies and a mix of corporate um, roles, mostly in product management and software engineering. Some of these companies do include Uber, Google, and also I've been working with a few Y Combinator startups like Paprise in product management roles. And um, I've also was really humbled to receive a lot of offers from companies like Tesla, SpaceX, and mostly in intern roles where I got to kind of work with the teams there, also collaborate with them on some really interesting projects. Um, but right now, I am, I recently accepted a full-time offer from Microsoft where I'm going to be starting around mid-July, but before then I'm going to kind of dive into a few other companies like SpaceX and Tesla for some contracting positions before I head there. But overall, I do come from a mix of this um, really rigorous academic background with a really high focus on product and uh, entrepreneurship. Most recently, I've also created a company with a co-founder of mine called Deja. We call it Narg and Dej. We do product and strategy consulting for companies, um, both startups and large corporate uh, alike. But overall, that's a quick summary about me. Um, well, that's, uh, yeah, please go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just about to say I'm done. No, that, that, that's, that's just wonderful. So you're so, um, so good. So 
so so you've already accomplished so much i guess for uh, <laughs> for a for a person of your age it's it's really it's really and it's also really great that you're helping new new uh, new students and uh, who who want to break into product management uh, and that that is one of the premise of our uh, our podcast here so wonderful and hearty congratulations on all your achievements till date and uh, looking forward to seeing more from you uh, in the future so yeah let's dive in uh, let's dive in right now uh, to the business model so so i think um, w- w- one of the one of the um, so been observing a lot about um, you know we both are in tech so but i will try to keep the conversation uh, not just in tech but everything else um, because it, it's it's good to have products and uh, across the markets uh, instead of just uh, you know focusing just on the tech market uh, so one thing that have uh, that i've observed in the recent pandemic times is the new perception of the brand like people are extremely extremely sensitive and have started closely evaluating the brands how how are they operating how how, how they have been doing so for example uh, if if you look at uh, the tra- traditional companies like uh, procter and gamble or um, uh, the, the the fmcg products so they have completely pivoted the business model from you know the, the tra- traditional uh, 100 plus uh, products focusing on beauty cosmetics uh, uh soap uh, and and everything to hygiene products uh, so you see a lot of advertisements on hygiene products like uh um, the the what do you say the the, the cleaners uh, so that this there's been a brand shift so that this kind of positions the company to perceive it as a you know uh, perceive it as a, a very adaptive company at a very large scale which it's a kind of trust to the customer so this kind of things are basically very easy to happen in tech relatively relatively speaking for example spotify spotify you know spotify unlike apple music it's not only paid so you you can access spotify for, for free also so whenever you are a free subscriber you 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 get to listen to a lot of advertisements and also hear the uh, I mean, listen to music um on demand so what spotify actually thought was i mean i used to read, read a lot about spotify because it's one of my favorite companies to look out for uh, the revenue generation from these advertised free market free trial base usage was also pretty high and they they really thought that uh, in tw- by 2022 a significant chunk of their business would come from the you know, would come from the free free trial users instead of just you know burning the but in the pocket uh, from the paid users so but once pandemic has hit people are pretty bored and has have started using different kind of streaming services video video streaming will get there but music streaming was also predominant because everybody started from working from home and music is something that always runs in the background for majority of the players out there uh, or employers out there um, so that that was good but what exactly happened was this advertisement based business was hit because most of the companies have cut down their advertising budgets so the free users have drastically increased and on the one one side and the other side the advertisers have started paying less money now the spotify has to uh, just you know has to gear up for facing this massive demand and also creating original content in the times of pandemic 
and also balance its brand and maintain its brand. So they've released uh, one beautiful thing they've done is uh, they've released podcast and they've connect and there are, I think it was launched in the month of August and just in one month, they, they were about 150,000 podcast channels out there. That, that is something so wonderful. I think, uh, Rakesh, I want you to release this one. I mean, someday, uh, wherever you're ready, if it's released on Spotify, you will have a very nice audience there. I, I, I believe so. And so that is from the tech. And second thing is, can this be applied to traditional markets? This pivoting, is it possible for restaurants, like traditional business like restaurants? So one beautiful thing that I've observed there is, uh, restaurants, if, if you go to a restaurant, there, there are about like 100 plus dishes in the menu. And if you order, everything is made in like 10, 15 minutes and served as fresh. But in the times of pandemic, you, you, you see, uh, uh, more of most of the restaurants around Philly, at least what I've observed is uh, they have cut down their menu to 20 options and they have uh, partnered with uh, not just Uber Eats or Grab or or other uh, online ordering services. They they have created a website on, on the fly and you can just go hop onto their website and select from one of these 20 options and then you can just go there and grab the food. So that, that, that was so innovative for a small business to do. Uh, I, I was pretty impressed. Uh, and to, now let's extrapolate that to a very big level operating at a country level. So, we, uh, you know, when I joined Penn, I, I always used to get these targeted ads on Instagram of uh, Freshly, which offered, you know, tailored made meals, uh, tailored made meals. So that recently got acquired for 1.5 billion by Nestle. So the, the as you can see, the, the same the same model where you you get offered like instead of ha, ha, hundred plus dishes, they uh, freshly offers only like twenty or twenty five plus kinds of meals, pre prepared meals. You just have to order them and refrigerate them and just microwave and eat. That's it. And now the Nestle just bought it for one point five billion. So you, you you can if you closely observe the market, you can see tremendous change, but they are so subtle but they are the very, very impactful as well. Yeah. Got it. Thank you so much for sharing all that information. It sounds like you really know what you're talking about, especially when you touch both on tech as well as non-tech. I just want to have, I just want to make a few comments on those. When you mentioned Spotify, um, you can actually find the Nag show on Spotify and uh, um, you're actually the second person I'm interviewing. I previously interviewed Srini Sakran, who is a senior PM at Amazon. I'm actually on Spotify. So I'll send over the link once we're done with the call. But just going back to the segment of free-tier users, one of the things which I observed during this pandemic is that Spotify was not a big thing in India. In the United yeah. States, a lot of people who use Spotify definitely pay for it. In India, yeah. people would rather just go to YouTube and watch ads and just listen to music instead of have something like Spotify. What I observed during this pandemic is that people are now willing to pay money for services like Spotify because it's no longer a luxury. It's a need. It's a need yeah. for at least a peace of mind and relaxation during this hectic time. And when you mentioned podcasts, one interesting thing with the new deals on Spotify, like Joe Rogan being exclusive for Spotify and even other publishers coming in, the market for podcasts are tremendous. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to kind of introduce the concept of product management and kind of incorporate them into a podcast because I believe there's a huge audience for it. 
and uh, there are many learners who want to like learn a lot of things about product management, but don't have that right channel or I would say platform where they can kind of dive in and learn about it in one single go. Hundred percent. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. I I I would def definitely tune in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on Spotify. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Um, no, I was just about to say, uh, comment a little bit on the business side as well. When you mentioned restaurants, one tremendous change, which I which I completely agree with you on on the innovation side, is that these businesses, which are really not tech savvy, have simply created a service like being able to come on to the internet and kind of make their own ordering system. I think that's a great innovation by itself. And the comment on Freshly. It's really surprising to see a small, a really simple idea like delivering food, um, which is pre-cooked and ready to eat, being sold for $1.5 billion. It's crazy to think yeah. how people are eva um, evaluating these companies and how high the evaluations yeah. are. It goes to think, are VCs crazy or is the market crazy? No. Um, yeah, I know. It sounds really, I would say, <laughs> off the map. Yeah. It, it's it just it goes to go to show you don't need super high machine learning innovation just to sell a startup for a billion plus. You can just have a simple restaurant uh, idea with some food in it and just organize it really well and sell it off. But yeah, th that's what I thought. But thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I, I would like to elaborate on that because I've actually thought a lot about this. And you know, you, you actually look at it why Nestle has bought Freshly. So it's a beautiful opportunity for, for Nestle because Nestle has always been this, uh, you know, uh, this packaged goods products where they sell, you know, in India we have, uh, you know, Maggie, which is like every Indian knows it almost, like two minute Maggie. Uh, but in, in Europe, it's known for its chocolate products. And, uh, uh, and in America, it's known differently for uh, different products. So they have a very diversified set of portfolio, but you, as you can see, it's, it's mostly packaged goods. And people love it, but in this, uh, you know, to actually make a successful pivot, you, you, one thing is, you, you just you know you should not be pivoting just for the sake of pivoting. You know, you you cannot try something entirely new, going out of your way, and you can try, but it is really difficult because somewhere down the lane, pandemic is going to be over, and then you. You, you will have a question in your mind. Should you quit that business or be in that business? And that's a very tough question to answer when you look at your balance sheet or your financial statements, because once you commit, then you have to keep delivering for the next decade or at least next five years. And you have to have the money and full of coffins uh, to actually, you know, you know, think long term and, you know, be in the market and be relevant in the market for a very long time. But now let, let's see, just, you know, I think they've raised around 110 million. Freshly has raised around 110 million and got sold for 1.5 billion. That is like 15x valuation, which is which is reasonably not just reasonably good, which is very good. But like just try looking at it from the perspective of Nestle. So Nestle has been a packaged goods company. I mean, for a very long time. And this and the pandemic has changed the mindsets of people of you know of buying new set of these products, these recurring sub subscription-based food prepaid meals. Uh, and Nestle is a very big brand, a very established brand. Now, if they have to build a freshly kind of a product from scratch, and even if they hit the, you know, the, you know, 
when their profit and you know when their investments when they even they, when they break even by then the pandemic would be over so all this subscription based food business that have erupted that have been famous during the times of pandemic and has got its own loyal user base that's a beautiful opportunity for nestle to transition and add that brand of delivering this kind of goods also into its portfolio it's a it's a marvelous deal i feel i feel so because um, as i've started my um, you know, my argument saying that you know most of the people are today very sensitive for the brand perception and it's not no longer it's, it's you cannot take the brand loyalty for take uh, for granted so people have been like you know what is uber doing what is lyft doing what is this company doing what is apple doing so what is apple every company is being seen as some kind of a purpose driven company instead of you know just profit making company so now this transitions and puts the entire market so beautifully structured um, it, it, the entire reorganization of these small acquisitions is changing the brand uh, brands different brands around us um, and one one of these is the, uh, the freshly acquisition by nestle yeah that, that is one one thing i would uh, like to elaborate yeah Thank you for sharing that. And you kind of cleared up my question about the super high valuation. At the end of the day, like you said, it's difficult for companies like Nestle to create their own version of Freshly. And it's really important to pivot just to be on the safe side in case the pandemic, even not the pandemic, in case the mindset post-pandemic remains the same. So it's pretty important to, to do that. And I think Nestle, like you said in your argument, did exactly what um, they plan for. But I want to move on to the next question. Um, the second thing I want to really dive into yeah. is the main core chunk of this episode. And that is, what as what advice would you give aspiring students or people in their early career to break into Canada? Um, you did it in such a young age, right from Bichpalani and back to in India. So your advice on this is going to be really particularly valuable. Love to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, good. Uh, I know it's a very important question. So now I would not say uh, there is a lot of luck factor involved in it, but I would, um, I would like to start off with by saying, to start off as a product manager, you know, getting the title is everything. You know, you, you need not aim for being a product manager in Google on day one. Um, that should not be your way of If you can be a product manager about at a startup, which has a you know more than 50 employees, just target for startups which have more than 50 employees and have raised series A, series B, and in that range, if it's very hard for you to get into the product role at very big company if that's your aim so even if you if, even if you make it congratulations you are you are, you are in the cream of the few product roles like Rakesh has said at the very you know just right out of your college so if if you don't make it don't be disheartened because that's not the end you can need is the productions just structured thinking creative thinking and critical thinking. So I, I see this way, product management is 
many people say that you know a lot of literature is there and people perceive it differently and it's you know in microsoft's called program manager and in apple it's called different in in, in google it's obviously the program manager and there are multiple names for the same role so don't be confused by that just try to get a train try to catch the bus like be in a product role start in a product role irrespective of the company you're working for and when i say that you cannot be a product manager in a 10 member company don't be a product manager in a 10 member company the company has to be at least 50 people and a base series a because if you are joining a company which is like less than 10 people the the entire process is so not structured and uh, yeah, of course you will be jack of all trades but uh, you know it's it's actually good to be a product manager at a 50 plus uh, employee company rather than like 10 plus uh, employee company yeah Th that is point number 1 so point number 2 that i want to say is product management is all, is very communication and leadership oriented so the employers uh, or the founders who are recruiting you wants to see the areas uh, or evidence that you are a great communicator and uh, and have uh, weighed some leadership hats back in your college or in your recent positions so, so by when you see communication communication is not just about how you speak or how you you know uh, you know structure your thoughts or um, how creative you are uh, how energetic you are what is the tempo in your uh, what is the tempo of your argument uh, it, it is communication is not just that communication is also about writing most of the product managers communicate to their teams by writing beautiful emails not by beautiful it's not fancy vocabulary and or using fancy vocabulary or using you know uh, uh, very very uh, you know fancy jargon uh, which only you can understand and uh, it's not like so that is not beautiful beautiful is to be very succinct very clear and very very empathetic if, if that, that, that's what I can say, so if you, if you are, suppose, let's say, if you're a product manager, you will be collaborating with QA department, you will be collaborating with software engineers, you'll be collaborating with architects. So you have to be a great communicator. And every time you cannot request an in-person meeting and every time you cannot, uh, you cannot just talk to people and expect them to do, you have to be good at writing. So. I, I, I like this favorite, uh, favorite uh, quote by George or Orwell. So if people cannot write well, they cannot think well. And if, cannot, if they cannot think well, others will do their thinking for them. I really love this quote. So to be a great product manager, not great product manager, to, to, to start off into that area, you got to write. Uh, you got to communicate. And communication is not just about talking. You got to write and also speak very in a structured manner. Um, and as I said, it's, it's it's product management is also very very leadership oriented. So there are a lot of lot of positions out there. A lot of founders who are looking for product managers who are engineers or from computer science backgrounds to break into product management and create clarity. So once you wear that hat, two important jobs you have to do is you have to bring clarity to the teams and you have to bring energy to the teams. You should be the person where all stuff will be thrown at you and you should be able to structure them and break a large problem into very small chunks 
and also those small chunks have to be prioritized properly. So prioritization is the key for a product manager. So how do you incorporate prioritization in your in, in, uh, in your entire thinking? So uh, the best way I recommend um, is I think planning your day. I think planning your day creates an it creates a framework for yourself and also it also opens new opens new new horizons of how your mind works and also it gives a it creates an opportunity to introspect and uh, you you keep getting better at the job and, and you know and people have got different apps to do list or blah 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 but i recommend i use a simple uh, text text note i just before going to sleep before um, in the previous night i just uh, before going to, before just uh, falling asleep i i just write all my, all the to do all the list of tasks that i have to accomplish today the next day and then more importantly i just don't write them on a paper the second thing is i integrate them with a calendar so so let's say today i have a podcast interview with rakesh from 12 to 1 pm est so i mark it on my calendar i'm just not not marking it that particular event but also to structure my thoughts what, what what are the important things i have to speak with rakesh what are the important concerns that future the new grads will have that i have to clear uh, these are all the talking points that i have to uh, that i have to structure and uh, put, put in our notes or you know structure my thoughts and be ready so i i block one or two hours before the meeting just to prepare myself for the podcast so what so two things to become a great prioritizer start prioritizing your day as a product manager you, you will be a product manager someday for sure if you want to get into that but to understand how you prioritize and how you accomplish and how you push things start planning your day to do that just before going to sleep just write all the things that you want to accomplish next day and that is not enough because most of the people do this and next day they wake up and by the next end of the next day they realize that they they did not accomplish so much of it they accomplished only 20 or 30% of it but to but to do it if you actually block the your calendar for that particular task not just blocking it for that particular task even the buffer time what you have, what you have to do to prepare for the task so when you do this every day for 365 days uh, and then um, for, or for like 300 working days whatever it is you you kind of know how your life is structured and you you can also be very empathetic with your teamwork so most of the most of the work as a product manager is it's you're not i've seen ma many people write this uh, product product manager is the ceo of the product uh, and the ceo of the the small team that they are working for i i don't see it that way it's it's kind of a very beautiful role where you are you are more of a shepherd rather than the boss so the people working under you are not reporting to you directly they report to their own managers suppose engineers report to software engineers report to software engineering manager and qa team reports to the qa manager so but you are responsible for the product that is 100% true but and if anything wrong goes about the product then you will be responsible that is also true but you are not the boss of your the team you are working with and you but you are also responsible for prioritizing all the data so it's it's kind of a very complex role and also interesting role and the prioritization is the key um, so you to in order to prioritize you you have to 
have two things in your mind. One is the company's perspective, that is the your boss or the the entire product team version. And also, you should at the same time you should also be empathetic about the team you're working on. So doing this in your daily life will also be, uh, you know, it, it, it's 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 a it's a revolutionary change that you will see. I uh, I can definitely promise you that. So these are the three things. So develop your develop your writing skills. Develop yourself as a great speaker, a structured speaker, and third more thing, which is most important, that is your leadership qualities. So that the employer should see some sort of evidence that you have held a leadership position before in your career in whatever way it can be. It can be some uh, by your clubs at your school or whatever it is. These three things are fundamental. Yeah. That is such a in-depth answer. Thank you so much, Varun. I, I think the listeners are going to have so many things to take away from this conversation. I just want to kind of revise what I think about them as well. I completely agree that communication, whether verbal or non-verbal, or even just in writing, is essential become a great product manager because at the end of the day like you said providing a structure providing a plan of action organizing things from random areas of focus from design to engineering to business to finance and putting it all together into a straight roadmap which the team can execute on is the key role of the product manager and you just explained it beautifully in your conversation right here and I just wanted to touch on one more thing, which I found really useful in what you explained. I completely agree with you that joining in a 10-person company and working as a product manager or a jack-of-all-trades won't really teach you many things. You will just be kind of like a generalist instead of a product manager. I really guess you'll be doing any product work at all. But if you join in a 50-person company like you suggested, I completely agree that you will be kind of be focused on your segment of the product which you are developing and that you're going to be responsible for that. And especially one thing that you do suggest for students or people who are entering the product is always have a senior product person or manager or someone to guide you along your process. If you're the only product person in a company, you should leave that company unless you are really experienced because you won't be learning much. You need someone to guide you, especially at the beginning of your career, whether it's the CEO, whether it's someone just kind of push you along that path. And you just explain it really well. Thank you for sharing all that. Um, yeah. Any other, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I, I think I, uh, yeah, I, I just would like to end with this one. So uh, this is uh, overall general career advice instead of just the rise shop for product management. Um, so, you know, you know, many people say this, and I want to repeat this. You, you gotta find something. You know, you you gotta find something that, that you love for sure, and you will only find something that by, by exploring, like whatever it is, it just it, it can be the it can be in the remotest of the remotest places in this world. Just go and explore. That should not stop you from exploring it. Just don't go don't go after rosy products just because so many people are doing it. Just don't do it. Um, you know, when you start exploring things, one thing that you will know is it's it's a great introspection journey you will know more about yourself most of the most of us think that we know what we are what are like what our tastes are what we are good at what our strengths are what our weaknesses are 
uh, or what are the areas that I can improve. But you will not know them unless and until you try them. I definitely feel that even if I'm like 70 year old, I'll definitely explore something new, explore a new area that I have to really work on. So the first thing is find something you love. And also more importantly, like Rakesh is just, um, you know, double down, uh, you know, working in a 10 member startup, uh, it, it's you really will not have a great manager working for you because the founders will be very, very busy in keeping the company afloat and acquiring users. So it's very hard to get that structured thinking that a product manager needs. But but on the other hand, you should not be confused being a joining a 10 person company as a product manager than being a founder itself. So you can start a company of your own and get some hundred thousand users and then sell it to a company uh, for some com uh, some millions and then be a product manager or some it, it, recently there was a startup at Penn. They, they, what they've uh, done is uh, so on these all Uber taxis and Lyft taxis, they, they put up a small e-board which shows advertisements and this Penn, Penn undergrad uh, has advertised uh, and sold the solution for about like 2000 taxis in New York city. And he has uh, scaled it to 10,000 taxis in New York city. And recently Lyft bought this startup and now he's a product manager at Lyft. So don't confuse yourself of being a product manager in a 10 member company and then being the founder founder itself. So you can definitely be a founder and then transition into the product manager. That is one of the craziest ways to go. If you, if you have a great idea, and if you've looked, uh, if you've already found a problem, which or a new solution, uh, to offer the existing market, then go for it, just go for it. And, uh, second, most important thing is just look for an opportunity to where you can learn and grow. Uh, so especially in the beginning of your careers, don't join a company where you can clearly see a path and you, you can clearly see where the learning becomes saturated after maybe six months or a year or your work becomes monotonous. The first five years of your life after you, after you, once you, once you graduate of your college is pretty important because that is the time when you know about yourself. It is a great time to introspect what your choices are, what your vision for your life is and what your long-term goals. Um, so it is always, see, these five years will set the path for, um, for, you know, for, for at least next decade or something. So it, once you have that long-term plan, you have, all you have to do is like, you know, just like a product manager, you have to break that large problem into small chunks and prioritize it. And once you have this long-term plan, you have to break that long-term plan into small, short-term achievable plans and keep keep them diversified in such a way that once that short term plan is gone, you have another short term plan. Eventually, once you start executing and achieving these short term plans, you will achieve your long term vision. That is the second thing. And the third important thing is uh, just, you know, try selling something and try to launch a product. Um, you, you, when you're in college, you have this multiple, multiple, um, multiple avenues where you can associate yourself with either it can be uh, an app which you are creating for courses or you can uh, a campus ambassador programs for big companies like what Rakesh has done like you know uh, you know partnering with big companies helping them uh, do some projects so just associate yourself with as many as you can 
uh, with not comprom definitely not compromising or not at the cost of your academics and you know to if you are a very very pro you know product focused and a product guy you know you, you definitely have as i've said you have to be in a shepherd position so you know directly or indirectly manage a dozen or more students or or create more clarity for the team that you're working on so you should always be the guy or the girl who will be approached if they have a question or want or the best person or the favorite person to brainstorm the solution with you should be that guy or that girl so and uh, and let me be very honest so it's it's always not uh, fun in the beginning but once you uh, it really depends on the team but you know currently the world has painted product manager in a, such a rosy manner that uh, whatever happens there is like the best in the world it's not like that but you just have to uh, bear it and keep improving every day bit by bit to become a formidable force in the entire industry so that i want to end by that thanks varun i think you really gave some honest yet hard advice meaning that you didn't kind of include any fluff but you went straight to the point and you just told the straight to for the students to hear i think not just talking about the good things in product management but also the difficult things the risks you need to take as well as kind of the daily expectations that's something which a lot of product managers don't talk about and thank you for sharing all that and you did mention one thing which i wanted to kind of follow up on um when you mentioned the startup with the uh, about the taxis are you talking about halo the one which uh, places ads on top of taxis hey, 100% 100% yes yes i i actually know that startup that's a really cool idea really simple yeah. really not tech focused but um well executed and well placed i think that's a great acquisition by lift and a great execution by the whole student team at u pen amazing idea amazing idea so so most of the ideas uh, are you know you you have a lot of these ideas like once you start exploring you you, you can you can see ton of ideas but you you got to remember that in the initial days it's about the people that you have on your team and it's all all about your execution and the market you are going after so remember that and start executing and uh, hire the best friends you have partner with the best friends you have got it thank you I think all this advice would be invaluable for all these students who are going to be listening to this podcast. And I just want to end off. Would you want me to share your LinkedIn as the chief point of contact? If in case any p- listeners want to reach out to you, in case they have any questions, would that be the best way to reach out to you? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Please share my LinkedIn profile uh, and uh, and also the, my website. It's uh, www. Just my my first name last name varunperla. dot com. uh that's my website uh, that gives you a good glimpse about me and also my link linkedin all my links and everything is there and yet yeah, linkedin would be the great point of contact for me uh, and don't hesitate to reach out to me for anything and uh, not any, uh, anything in the sense like if you want to partner for building some stuff brainstorming some stuff want to bring clarity to your thoughts or want for for interview preparation uh, or good look uh, resources to look at um a good writing tips uh, so i'm all in uh, i'm ready to help and uh, it, it's it was great talking to you rakesh i think uh, this is a great help for new grads and also existing people who want to jump into product management uh, but yeah it, it's been a fascinating talk with you no it's been a fascinating talk with you as well thank you for taking the time we had a great composition it was really productive 
yet really creative at the same time. And I look forward to staying connected and hearing about wherever um, your next journey takes you. Hope to uh, reconnect with you soon. Sure. Uh, uh, I hope uh, we'll meet someday in person soon. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. We should definitely take a startup award. But... <laughs> definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Hey, let, me know, let me know if you're in Philly, man. Let's grab some lunch. Or, uh, yeah. When I come yeah. over to the United States, um, whenever I visit UPenn or nearby, I'll shoot you an email or give you a quick text on LinkedIn and maybe we can plan something else. Definitely. 100%. It was, uh, and have a beautiful rest of the day. And uh, whoever is listening to this podcast, keep listening to Rakesh. Uh, so he's very outgoing and you can actually look at his path. Uh, he is one of the embodiments of uh, future product managers is what I can say. And uh, keep, look, keep looking for his videos and wishing you all the very best on your, uh, on your next podcast episode, Rakesh. Thank you so much, Vern. That's really humbling. I'm, I'm just too humbled with what you just said. But anyhow, I'm going to have a great day, like you suggested, and <laughs> wishing you the same, Vern. Stay Definitely. safe. Stay safe. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Have a nice day. Bye.